Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Rejoining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. The way I had to say that was because, obviously, John Wallen hosted a military coup. He trapped you in a closet uh, and then came on the show himself, told me that you had died Mm -hmm. uh, and that he was going to be replacing you long term. Turns out, you're alive. He pulled the wool over my eyes. I had no idea. I would never have recorded with him if I had known you were still alive. And then he besmirched your memory frequently. Besmirched. Just how 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 are you feeling, my dude? Like, first of all, how'd you escape? And secondly, how, how do you deal with that just as a man having somebody go on your own show and belittle you? Well, listen, I'm glad to have my seat back from the FPL version of Edie Amin over at Playtaga.com. <laughs> Um, but you know, nobody can, like, it's often imitated, never duplicated, never replaced. Uh, I'm here to stay whether he likes it or not. Um, this is my seat. I'm not retaking my seat. So, uh, but thank you for John for filling in. I had some obligations that I could not, uh, get out of, but were I'm they, uh, resting your wrists after so thoroughly dominating him in Taga lineup was? Uh, you know, it, it. You know, I would say that I thoroughly dominated him on Playtaga.com, but who knows if that site is actually working right now? It never always goes up. It always goes <laughs> up and down. So, if anybody wants to go to that site and say, "Oh, it's not working," but whatever, I digress. John, I love you. You know, I love you. You're my you're my general counsel, even though you're not a counsel anymore. You're a teacher emeritus or whatever you are. <laughs> Which is which is just sexy for street hooker. We love we love you and whatever I guess your job is now or whatever and stuff. Um, but yeah, so now that we've gotten the slandering John out of the way, can't wait to see what the response is to that. Um, Rob, I do want to lead off by asking you about some of these heavily rotated players uh, on on that show. We did mention that Della Ali was a rotation risk. Eric Lamella probably going to get the start. We obviously knew Jesus was probably going to come out for Aguero. With some of these guys, these these high-profile... Oh, and Rashford was one of the biggest stones and then didn't play this week either. With some of these high-profile guys not playing this week, are you more nervous about owning them or more confident about them playing at the weekend because they were rested today? Well, I'd like to say I'd be more confident in them not playing this week and then with the you know basically another two days and then another game, game week. Uh, if if you're banking on a guy not playing one week and then all right he's gonna play the next week then sure feel a little bit of confidence but don't forget eight of these teams have another game after this in two games with the EFL Cup in the middle between game week nine, 18 and game week 19 so I know people are, are completely disregarding the EFL Cup but it does affect a lot of teams it does ex- affect Arsenal it affects Bour- uh, Bournemouth Chelsea Le- Leicester Man City Man United and West Ham so. That that transition period between game week and game week nineteen, game week eighteen and game week nineteen is still on the back minds of a lot of the you know the actual real life skippers, not the fantasy you know the fantasy gaffers that we're we're talking about here. But guys like Sane are probably going to start over the weekend. Um, Jesus is probably most definitely going to start over the weekend. Um, but I could sit here and say that they're they're going to start, but who knows if they're actually going to start? Because I, I for fantasy purposes we are greedy. And right now, like, I brought this up right before we went off air. Like, to me this year, it seems like there are so many more question marks about guys playing every week and giving returns every week than it was in the past. Like, Kev, do you feel that same way that there's just like, like, yeah, you feel confident about, like, the highest scoring midfielders or, you know, like, the forwards. And you look at them and you're like, Okay, I'm going to bring in Raheem Sterling. Mm. Okay, how's that going to work out later for you in the, the next week? You know, guys that are are in the top like five percent of the scoring in each you know each you know defense midfielder and forward. 
You know, look, just look at it. Mo Salah, De Bruyne, Silva, Sterling, Mares. That's the top five midfielders. How many out of those out of those five do you actually feel confident about are going to give you returns every single week and play every single week based on their rotational schedule that could happen with the Champions League, with the EFL Cup, and you know, with the with the games coming, you know, one over the other. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, Salah is obviously like the lock this year. Yeah. Um, but like last year at this time of the season, um, you had Kane and Alexis who were both absolute must-owns, were just scoring goals for fun. Alexis obviously was getting goals and assists like every week. Uh, Erickson had a, had a really good season last year. I, did De Bruyne have the most assists last year? Yeah, yeah, 21, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, so like all those high-profile guys were like really doing the business. Obviously, Zlatan, when he was healthy, uh, was scoring just buckets of goals. Lukaku, when he was in his goal-scoring runs, you, you, you could usually predict when those would be. This year is basically just a lot. I mean, um, when I was researching for an article earlier this week for what ended up being the Tuesday-Wednesday fixtures, I was noting the fact that uh, Kane has more goals without points than with points. Yeah. Um, And he's still literally the highest scoring in terms of goals forward in the Premier League right now. Yeah. So, like, even though he's a sure thing at his position, he's not a sure thing... The way he was last year. You know, we, we had talked about Kane and why you didn't really want to captain him in, in years past because he was always good for one, but would he really get those two or three? And I feel like the last eight or so weeks of last season and coming into this season, that's changed. Where it's now like buckets of goals or not goals. And that's made him unreliable. Obviously, Alexis is still tending to do things week on week, but it's one thing instead of multiple things. There aren't those goal and assist games, two goals and an assist games. Um... <laughs> Otzel's on his way back, but he isn't there yet. And I, I think one of the reasons it's so frustrating is because all these people that were really high profile last year got prices this year to reflect that and aren't performing at those price levels. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you have the right guys, right, even if you have Kane and Salah and one of the city boys, even if they're doing the business for you, which largely they aren't, although Salah obviously has, you're still disappointed. Like, you're, you still have so much money invested. Like, Kane is 12-8. Mm-hmm. Are, are you glad that that much of your money is chewed up in a player that's failed to score two out of the last five and, what, six out of the last ten? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, that's it, really frustrating. It's crazy to think about that Kane is going to be 13 by Christmas. Think about that. That's yeah, an absorbent amount of money invested in a player who – has blanked so many times and been everyone's, you know, captain faux pas this year more than and a captain And he's still on 12 gang. goals. I know. I know. He's got 12 goals in, in 17 games. It's not like he's he's having a bad season. I think that the people expect, people's expectations of the, the price and then the returns are, you know, yes, over the season it's going to extrapolate over and make sense because if you just you banked Harry Kane and just rode him the whole way, it, it would make sense. And, that, and, and it makes sense now because look at – you know, I'm just bringing this up now because this is the first week of the uh, of the Cup series on FPL, Not and a for lot me. of people are getting and a lot of people <laughs> are getting beat. I got beat. Me a lot too. of people are getting beat by ghost teams because they haven't set their teams, or you know, this is a, the, the first time in a couple years that I've seen. You know, basically, team people are making just team ghost teams and to, to win the the weekly prize or the the month best mo- monthly record. And a lot of people just have Kane, and and that's what happens, you know. And if you just rode Kane for that the whole season, you'd probably be fine because you know he's on ninety six points. He's on pace for right around you know to two hundred to ten. He's you know it's hard to argue against him for Golden Boot. I, I don't think we expect yeah. a lot to keep no. up this goal scoring pace. No, I mean last year he scored twenty nine and he had two hundred twenty four points. Mm-hmm. This year he, he scored twelve and he's on pace for twenty five. And, and we're not at the pace. halfway point yet. Yeah, and he's got two more weeks, and he's and he's on pace basically. Basically, he's repeating what he did in 05, uh, 15, 16, when he had 25 goals and three assists. Mm-hmm. It's basically is what he's on pace for right now. And he finished the year with 211 points, and he finished in the top four in scoring for forwards. I mean, arguably, you're not asking for anything more. I just think that people are, are you know, just a, just freaked out because he's actually 12-9 now, by the way. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, like Legitimate said, question. Be- Actually, throwing your question back at you, not mm-hmm. even specifically who in the game, which forward are you excited about owning? Which forward? I mean... Is there one? There, that's, I, there, that's, isn't, there isn't any. 
I was actually, you know, ecstatic that I was, I, I've been rostering Murata and Aguero. And now that, now that Murata is the, is the, the paper champion version of Diego Costa, <laughs> I, I cannot, I cannot even look at his ugly mug. Like, this guy's got no heart and no desire to play. Like, he seems like he's just gonna have niggling injuries the rest of the way. And if anybody's out there and they're wondering and like, oh, what should I do with Alvaro Murata? I, I would be worried as hell because he's, he's at, he's at 10 dot whatever he is you own him at. And, you know, he just missed this past week because of a back injury. Back injuries don't go away like, you know, just I'm going to take two aspirin and, and then put my feet up for Yeah, and I was surprised no. that even Conte was like, oh, well, but he might be back for the weekend. I was like, really? Yeah. No, there's not a chance. There's not a chance he plays. I, well, I mean, there is a chance because, you know, the, these uh, these fictitional, you know, fictitious uh, injury reports that they like to come up with, you know, <laughs> the guy's got a stub toe. New England Patriots-esque. Yeah, it's just it's – just, but honestly – I actually when when I preempted the story about you know there's so many people that you know are are crying about returns and blah blah blah. Basically the forward ranks like Harry Kane is it. Like you should just buck up, pay the price, and, and just let it ride. It's Harry Kane or pray for rain is basically what the title of this this podcast is going to be. I know I know people don't want to hear that, but look at the returns. On, on the forwards, it's Kane sitting at 96, Lukaku at 86. You really trust Romelu Lukaku to, to do anything? I know he scored, he scored today, but you know, are you, con, are you consistently going to be banking on him to do things? How Maybe. can you? Maybe. Murata's, Murata's third at 85. Can't trust him. Aguero, 85. Rotation and a rotation risk. risk, yeah. Yeah. Wayne Rooney is fifth <laughs> with 78 points. Wayne Rooney is fifth with 78 points. Yep. By the way, super sneaky uh, pickup for me in draft formats. Yeah, I mean he's got nine goals, one assist. You know, five goals in his last four games. Yeah, I don't mean, watch the matches, but at the end no. of the day, look at your points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is fantasy. You don't have to watch all ninety minutes. You just watch goal zone and just see who <laughs> did well, and then pick up your fantasy tips from that. Um, but yeah, and then after after Rooney, you have Vardy, who is basically the generic version of Blah. And he's yeah. at seventy six points. He's like and a discount after, Kane, where yeah. he goes like stretches without scoring, and then he, he he's eighty percent Harry Kane is what he is. That's yeah. a perfect analogy, Kevin, of what you just said. I'm just saying he's eighty percent of Harry Kane's output is what he is. That sounds and like a title. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at the points, ninety six to seventy six, it's basically eighty percent. And then after him, you have Jesus rotation risk, Firmino completely inconsistent, Lacazette. Who knows when he's actually going to be consistent? You know, and after the, it just, and it looked like every, it was going to be now, but then he gets yeah. benched. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like the the, the forward ranks are uh, just a complete conundrum. Um, this is why I I am t- telling everybody right now, no matter how many transfers you have, if you do not own Harry Kane, which is not many people, because he's owned in forty one point three percent of leagues currently right now. I don't care who you have up top, if, whether it be Kane, Murata, you know Kane, uh, Aguero, Murata, Lukaku. I, I don't care. You should not feel comfortable unless you're owning Harry Kane. Period. Harry Kane should be the the number one most owned player in Premier in the fantasy Premier League game, next to Mo Salah. But we're talking about forwards. Mm-hmm. But so if anybody's looking at their team right now and worried about Murata, you know, worried about the inconsistencies of Lukaku, worried about rotation with Aguero and Jesus, you know, that basically takes out half of the top seven scorers of the of the forward ranks. Yeah, people have to realize that you know this this is you know we have twenty more weeks to go. 21 more weeks to go. Like, you need to start making, like, long-term solutions instead of short-term gambles. Yeah. Like, Harry Kane is the, the long-term answer. Listen, Harry In Kane, a weekly I, game, Kane must be the most frustrating. But this, as we were oh, saying, absolutely. he's season-long. He's going to finish probably with a golden boot, if not, at least in the race. Absolutely. Like I said, he's at 96 points now. Like I said, he's on pace for 20, 20 basically what he did two years ago in 15-16. Yeah. In so if he finishes with 210 points, that's 100 and. 20 points onto where he is sitting right now. Mm-hmm. I can't name 10 forwards right now that I would feel consistent with scoring 120, scoring 100 points the rest of the way, let alone 120. Yeah. Like, Agreed. I, like, shut up about the dollars. This isn't real money. It's not like you're spending re- your real pesos or <laughs> your real pounds or whatever, your, you know, your peas. Don't throw your peas at, at Harry Kane. Like you have to go get Harry Kane. If you don't own Harry Kane, I currently don't own Harry, own Harry Kane, but I'm getting him in this week because I'm sick of looking at Murata's face. And I'm, at I'm, least you know what he is. Yeah, you're basically. You know what? Not everybody makes the best vanilla cookies, but if you like vanilla cookies, Harry Kane is a good vanilla cookie. You're gonna eat it. Eat the mm. vanilla cookie. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Right now, 
if if you were saying what a quote unquote template is, it should be Kane up front, Salah probably Richarlison and whichever City player you like, and a Chelsea and United defender at the back. The rest well, of it, good luck. I don't know. I would say I would say yes to it would be it'd be Kane Salah, and then. I'm even worried about about Richardson now, Richarlson now, because he just got injured. He's got five straight games with only one with only one assist, or five games with one assist, and only one assist as a return. Um, Watford's defense is just blah right now. They're in, just getting injury and blown up. I know he has a, a, a great upcoming schedule. He's got Huddersfield, Brighton, Leicester, Swansea in the next four, mm-hmm. and then he's got Man City after the after the calendar turns. But you know, I'm worried about Richarlson. I think that he's basically. I'm hoping that he doesn't cap out at his value right now at 6.6. Well, I'm not worried. I think he's just Sigurdsson. Yeah. Like, I think the goals were lucky, but I think the assists will still be there. Yeah. But I think that they also need another player around him. I don't – you know, Troy Deeney is fantastic for every other game. I don't think that he's on 90 minutes every game. And his fitness is garbage. Like, this isn't a comment about his body composition, which has always been there. Yeah, stock. His his, his actual performances seem to have been – Oh my yeah. gosh, this is so rude. I was going to say weighed down. That's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it it really seems like his first step and first touch aren't there anymore. No, it's not. It's not. It's completely not. And no. Andre Gray is com- completely inconsistent. <sighs> yeah. It's frustrating because he could be that guy there, but I just don't think he has that, you know, tip of the spear type mentality. He's yeah. more, he's closer to what Richarlison is than what, you know, they want, D- what Dini is, basically. Yeah. You know, he's more of that speed finesse guy, whereas, you know, they need a big, you know, they they need a, a tip of the spear guy. That's a great shout. They, they are probably a striker away from finishing top eight. Listen, listen, if Watford had, if Watford had a healthy Benteke, imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Like, they need a guy to hold up the ball and take up space, occupy defenders. So, where Charles can do his yeah. thing, get his, get his touches in the box. Pereira, float, when float, he's fit, one out around. of every five matches. Absolutely. Like, that's the one thing that Watford needs. I don't know if they're going to be able to get one in the transfer window or if that's what they're looking for. Mm. You know, Marco Silva is a better, he's a, he's a more established, uh, you know, actual manager than me. You know, I've yet to start my burgeoning career as a skipper, but, um, you know, I he feel knows like our away records could keep up with Silva's. The home record, probably not so much. <laughs> yeah, no, they suck it. They suck on the road. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a little, I'm a little tentatively worried about Richarlson for the next, Maybe this weekend and maybe the next fixture. Mm. I'm worried about how Watford responds to these last two games and the last two results. Now mm. that their now that their defense is is kind of in tatters, uh, you know, Firmino went off again with an in, you know he came on and then is, is basically got re-injured. Yeah, uh, Ziegler you know, still on his red Ziegler, card. Ziegler's still out. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's funny. I, I'd like to stick on the topic of defense. Because, you know, Burnley is just in tatters, and I think it's more of a coaching thing than a talent thing because Sean Dyche is getting the most out of uh, his his pupils there. You know, they're basically down three starting defensemen, and they are going and up against – the best winger. Absolutely. And, you know, they have one more game before it starts to get real tough for them where they have, you know, several hard fixtures in a row. Yeah, yes. and if if memory serves, again on these shorthand shows we don't get to do as much that work. But if memory serves, they are the uh, least changed eleven. Yeah, like they, they've mm-hmm. been, they've been rolling out the same guys, um, and that's even with injuries. It, yeah. Again, I'm I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, mm. Which yeah, it's, it's really incredible what what Sean yeah. Dyche has so, done there. But yeah. I um, mean, but for one game for game week eighteen, if you own a Burnley defender, and this is a great week to. Uh, Completely punt down on a Burnley defender because they only have so many limited options there that they could play, and they're all basically cheap now yeah. because that's all that they have. So basically, everybody there is is a, is in play there. You know, Ward is Ward has got a a, a yield sign. Me has got a, a yield sign. Loughton's got a, a, a yield sign. Yeah. You know, basically, Phil Bardsley, Long, you know, uh, Taylor is all they're all in play now, and they're basically four dot three and below. So if you're looking for a one week score. Burnley versus Brighton this week is completely the move for your defensive thing. Long term, not even not even a question. Just look at their upcoming schedule after Brighton this week, and it just doesn't get very pretty. They have Spurs, United, Huddersfield, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, and then United again, and, and that's basically their next seven. So basically, they have three playable fixtures out of their next seven. Yeah. I know Burnley is a top four team, but when they're playing, no, the they're not. Actual- Tottenham took it back today. Oh, oh we are here. They're they're fifth team. Sorry, they're a top five team. But when they're playing a top six, six actual top six teams, 
that's the time to worry, and we'll see what Burnley's medal is right there. Yeah, and they will have Tottenham in two weeks. Um, all right, uh, we have a lot of matches to get through. Uh, we'll probably stick on them a little less than usual because uh, we both <laughs> needed to vent a lot after today uh, today's matches. Uh, but we'll uh, take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with our match previews. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, and we are back. We're going to quickly run through each of the fixtures that will take place this weekend, asterisk, because obviously the uh, Everton-Swansea match will actually fall on Monday. The first match of the week is going to be Leicester versus Crystal Palace. Uh, those who have been on the Zaha hype train, um, <laughs> he's been playing well, um, <clears throat> which you, you got to like. He's been doing well in other formats. Did he? I think he actually got the assist on the second goal, if memory serves. I wish I was more confident. He did get he's he did get the assist. He's got yeah. assist in two two consecutive games. Now. There you go. He's been t- turning in good performances. Milivojevic has been putting in good performances. The the Benteke follow through on the Kabai and Townsend crosses just has not been there. He mm-hmm. he just looks shattered for confidence. He looks like the attacking Lovren and just doesn't know what he's supposed to do in order to get a decent result out. Um, <laughs> Leicester on the other side with easily the kind of wackadoo crazy result of the week. Um, just now, what was it four one? Did it end up being? Did it? Uh, yeah, four one to Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> Okazaki with the brace, Mares and King on the score sheet, Maguire Vardy with assists as well as Okazaki again. Um, disappointing for the Southampton people. Uh, at some point, I thought it, they, I had seen they scored a second goal. I don't know if it was taken off the board or whatever, because uh, there were seven matches on it at once today, so I wasn't able to keep up with all of them. Um, but uh, in this one, I kind of got to imagine you're leaning Leicester, although Crystal Palace uh, have are seemingly trending upwards. Yeah, I, I'm I'm buying Leicester here. Uh, Crystal Palace is still who we think they are. They they have great offensive pieces. They're bad defensively. They're gonna have a, they're gonna give up goals. They're they're riding high off of what this happened this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're still without their probably two arguably their two best defenders in Sacco and Ward. Um, listen, Leicester has viable options there. Um, I'm not saying that people should buy into Okazaki with the two goals and an assist, but oh, this is what Okazaki does. He yeah. basically has a game like this where he explodes and he exploits a team that wasn't expecting him to score. Yeah, he had so, four goals before uh, this before Saturday, and now has yeah. what is it two and two since two and two. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, Okazaki's a phenomenal player for seventy minutes, <laughs> and then he gets subbed off. Yep. Listen, this the one the one question I want to I want to pose to you, Kevin, mm-hmm. is given Riyad Mahrez's returns in his last four games, he's got thirty two points in his last four games. Yep. Is is his price tag at eight dot five comparable? And, and are, this is this is one of those cases saying, uh, are you willing to chase the points here at eight point five, or do you want to see more from from Riyad Mahrez? You you know me, you know my instinct is to wait for more, but my concern is that the points are going to come soon, yeah. and that if you wait too long, you, you will miss out on this run of form. Um, I, I I think he's a really interesting option. If you were still holding, although I think Erickson did get the assist on the Sun goal today, mm-hmm. but if you've been holding on to Erickson. Uh, if you've been holding on to Hazard, I think uh, I think somebody like Morris is a really good on the way down point. Mm-hmm. Um, get some of your your schmeckle saved, as you would say, uh, and get somebody that's actually putting in good performances and getting his fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not in love with his upcoming schedule. He has Palace this week. He has uh, a, the cup fixture, which he probably may or may not play in between game week 18 and 19. Then he has United at home, Watford away, Liverpool away, Huddersfield home, and that takes you to New Year. So I, I mean, really hate that. Uh, not at all, because there's basically the only team you have to worry about there is is I would say is United, because I think and Liverpool at home is who they who they've always they've shown to be. But Liverpool is is sketchy because they just because they have a good record at home doesn't mean that they're not going to give up goals because they do give up goals. 
So, yeah. I mean, but a talent like Riyad Mahrez, he could score against almost anybody's defense because he is that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the goal that we look at the goal he just put in today. It's, he's he's an all-world talent when when his head's in the game. And I think that this is one of those weeks that if you if you have question marks and like you said, if you have a Eden Hazard this week and Chelsea has a phenomenal fixture, we'll get into it a little bit and they play Southampton. This is a perfect time to if you don't own Harry Kane and you need to downshift and grab funds from Eden Hazard and go to Mahrez, I would be perfectly okay with that. Yep, so would I. Um, next up, we have Arsenal versus Newcastle. Second week in a row that Arsenal lay an egg, uh, this time against West Ham, who all of a sudden look like they can actually keep a clean sheet when they have Adrian at the back instead of mm-hmm. Joe Hart. Um, they're up against Newcastle, though, who have been offering very little. Uh, we did manage to get a Premier League show recorded today already. Uh, our Newcastle fan predicted a Newcastle win. Obviously, no bias involved there. What are you doing if, if you bought in on these Arsenal guys, considering they've disappointed now two weeks? Um, I mean, I don't own an Arsenal player, and I'm kind of holding firm that I don't think I'll own an Arsenal player. I think I'm just reliving your your FPL experience from two years ago when you can't own a, an Arsenal player. Um, I, I don't have the money commitment to trust Alexis Sanchez to be who he was. I mean, he's 11.8, and he's sitting on 65 points. That is like – there's like 40 players ahead of him in fantasy points right now for midfield at 11.8. Um, Ramsey is, is injured. I don't think he's going to see the weekend. Listen, there's only one one place I'm looking to invest in an Arsenal player, and that's probably on defense. Whether it's it's Kalasinic or Koscielny or when Mustafi comes back, you want to buy into that. That is probably where I'm investing because the prices on those, you're paying for a premium defender, but the schedule is in, in your favor there. So that's probably where I'm looking at. looking at. Newcastle, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, West Brom in the next four. So, I mean – that's four pretty winnable fixtures for an Arsenal team that should be favored in all of them except for one against Liverpool. So, I mean, if you're looking ahead of the schedule and you want an Arsenal player, look, look at a defender. Koscielny is – there's a reason he finished two, twice, two times in the top ten in the last four years um, in fantasy defenders, and it's because he's good at, at keeping clean sheets and he's a bonus point maven, and he got the full bonus to, uh, from this week. So yeah. if you're looking and for – And need- keeps getting rotated. Yeah, and that's a, that's frustrating is all get out because people are complaining about it, you know. But yeah, if if I'm looking to buy one person, it's definitely the wrong Kashalny, only because if his pedigree is there and for some reason the bonus system loves him, I think it's maybe it's because he's, his name sounds like a pair. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Uh, also, we should be doing results. Leicester Palace. I assume you think Leicester wins. We don't need to do score. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Leicester wins, and cool. I, I believe Arsenal wins as well. All right, fair enough. I, it's hard to imagine Arsenal being poor three weeks in a row, but man, the Tottenham fan of me would sure love to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Next up, we have Brighton versus Burnley. Uh, Tomar Hamed got his spot back uh, today against Tottenham, and they did not muster much against mm-hmm. Tottenham's defense, which had been somewhat leaky coming into this week. They're up no against gross. Burnley, who, as you already mentioned, are playing out of their whole gosh darn minds. Good Munson mm-hmm. is a boss. Um, the defense is going to be without a lot of players. But listen, they lost their best center back last year and have actually been better defensively this year. I have mm-hmm. every faith that somehow Sean Dyche will get a performance out of whoever puts on that. Um, Mar- I, I was going to say Claret and Hugh, but I think that's technically the colors for West Ham. Mar- Maroon and sky blue of <laughs> Burnley. Yeah. Um, for me, I think this is nil-nil or one-nil Burnley all over at Good Munson. Uh, probably the only attacking player I'm really interested in here. Interesting that Gross was dropped today. I do assume he's the kind of person that will get the start uh, at the weekend because he missed today, but the performance had been a little iffy from him lately. Uh, so really in this match, I'd only be really excited about Good Munson, and as you said, if you want to sneak in one of those uh, really cheap Burnley guys that may be replacing any of the current starters, uh, I'm obviously still holding on to Ward and holding on to Hope that he starts. Yeah, Good Munson is the is the offensive player that you want. There's nobody intrinsic up front, you know, Wood or Vokes or whoever's at the striker position for Burnley. Uh, Gross was interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't think that he would be dropped because I think that he's basically, you know, the you know the piston in the engine that that fires the seagulls. But it's it, he'll be definitely be back for the weekend. Um, like I said in the in the preamble that uh, you know Burnley has cheap options in defense. They're all under four point three. Listen, don't get too heavily invested in it though, because their schedule after this week is kind of kind of downtrodden. But you, you listen, if you're cha- if you're a clean sheet chaser, this is this is the game for you. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Do you agree with that? That no, no, one, one nil. One, one nil. Yeah, sounds good. Um, next up, Chelsea versus Southampton. You already mentioned uh, that this is a very favorable matchup for Hazard, but so have the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. This is not. 
necessarily new news on our uh, DFS show, which you can find at VIPBet.com. <coughs> Humble plug. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned that I thought Demarai Gray would have kind of a field day uh, on the left just because he would either be facing an injured Cedric or somebody worse. It ended up being just back from injury Cedric. Gray did have himself a day. I think his danger on the left is really what opened loads of stuff up uh, mm-hmm. for Maras and then Okazaki, obviously. Um, now it's going to be Hazard, but he's blanked three weeks in a row, if memory serves, on Hazard. Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're the Chelsea boy. You don't really like Morata. How are you feeling on Hazard right now? Uh, listen, I'm not sold. It's, it's two, two blanks in a row since the two goals against Newcastle. Listen, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when everyone was starting to line up their Chelsea pieces, they had their, they had their fixture list in front of them and they had all their games out. And, you know, and now it, and now it remains Southampton, Everton, Brighton, Stoke, the last four. It's still you know, great. So, yeah, it's still great. But the money to invest there is still just obnoxious. And they just aren't giving the, the amount of goal returns. I mean, look, look who scored this, this week, you know, with the rotation. Uh, basically their best player on the pitch was William this week, who is just not ownable because he hasn't played a full 90 since friggin' October. Yep. I mean, there, there's, there's just so much rotation going on with these, with these high, high profile teams. I cannot trust Hazard. I'm a Hazard owner. I'm a Chelsea supporter, and I cannot trust Hazard right now. I have to get both Hazard and Murata off my team. I don't care what what it takes because I want to get to Harry Kane and just leave it there because that's a, that's a move that I could just be like, yeah, I'm okay with it. I don't have to touch anything else. Yeah. And, and, I, and for it, the I'm, record, three weeks ago on this very show, we talked about how Hazard is the biggest named, not reliable fantasy player. Yeah, absolutely, and he he is. He listen on the pitch. He's a phenomenal player in fantasy. He is just abysmal because he breaks your heart. Based on the matchup, he could just be he could he could do a thousand things right in the game and just not get you the goal or not get the assist because Chelsea has so many facilitators, so many other guys that are aware of the uh, have great ball sense around the box, and he just always gets either the secondary assist or the, even the tertiary assist or makes the play to give the secondary assist. So he's basically great in real life football because he just does everything right. But it doesn't always get on the score sheet most of the time. So yeah, I did see um, one FPL guy. I, I forget whom, just because you know they come thick and fast during the matches. But he said, uh, "Do I get fantasy points for all those Eden has or flick-ons?" Yeah. And that's like to your point. Like in real life football, he was bossing it, but in fantasy, yeah. just yeah, nothing just, to it. It's just, it's just not. Yeah. I mean, the I, price- I assume you think uh, Chelsea are winning this one. Chelsea are going to win, yeah. It'll, I think they're going to give him a goal, though, because I think it's just Chelsea, Chelsea uh, flavor, of the, flavor of the week. Mm, that's fair I enough. Think- I look forward to getting my Christensen clean sheet while everybody else is mad. Um, <laughs> next up, we have Stoke versus West Ham. It's basically just Jordan Shakiri versus his former teammate Marco Arnautovic in this one. They're the only two that have really been worth anything in fantasy this year. Although, there's a sneak contender that I know happen to know you like from West Ham. Ooh, yeah, Arthur Masawaka. It's your boy. Listen, when a guy when a guy starts playing OOP, I start taking notice. I know he hasn't doesn't have the point total, but he's playing out of position. You know, he played a full ninety today. He got a clean sheet, and he's he's classified as a defender. His price is only four dot four, and he's basically been playing like a left wing role for West Ham. So that's phenomenal, and he he's good on the ball. He does enough. Now, I'm just worried about what West Ham can put around him to put the ball in the net. That's the only thing I'm worried about. And since you didn't mention him, Arnautovic, Arnautovic had an okay game. I think he was called offside for, I think, only seven times today, which was a, which is a career low for him in a game. Um, but, yeah, Mark, <laughs> if you're looking for guys who can intrinsically be, you know, valuable, if you if you like to roll OOP players, and West Ham just doesn't have the, the greatest defense, but it's not it's not his fault they don't have a good defense because he's not playing there. But Arthur Masuaku, four dot four, he's got twenty six points on the year, but most of them have come in the last four games, so or six five games. So and as him, I said, two consecutive clean sheets now since Adrian's come in. Wait, two out of three because I think they conceded one to City. No, they had uh, yeah, uh, two to two to City. Mm. Two to City, zero the one, none to Chelsea, and they blame Arsenal, right? So yeah, yeah. West Ham. It's this is going to be this will be an interesting game because I'm I'm going to see we'll see interesting to see which Stoke comes out the more offensive side or the more defensive side because neither are are adequate for for (laughs) fantasy, and then West Ham could be the same basically the same and they'll probably play the opposite of what Stoke does and they'll both give up seven goals. Hey, I have a interesting shout. Here's West Ham's coming matches. Stoke, Newcastle, Bournemouth, West Brom, Tottenham in a double game week. 
Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Palace, Brighton, Watford. Wow. Adrian? Yeah. I mean, he's at 4.3. We just said clean sheets against Chelsea and Arsenal, only 0.6% owned. Like everybody right now was kind of doing from whoever they had to Pope. But I feel mm-hmm. like they're they're uh, I, I should bring up their fixtures. Like I said, I know they have Tottenham soon. Yeah, they have Tottenham United, Liverpool, United City mm-hmm. uh, through February. I'm just saying, I I think Adrian might be worth a shout. I, I mean, has he usurped Hart now? Is that official? Is that officially official? Oh, they were trying to. It, yeah, all I mean, it took I mean, all it took was that City match to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was I knew it was coming. But <laughs> yeah, I, was just, I mean, you know, how how I, can you watch Adrian's the last three games? Four dot three. How can, I know, that's what I'm saying. How can you watch the last three games and then if you're any manager, be like, we should give Joe Hart another shot? Nah, yeah, you know what I'm nah, saying? Like, nah. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm raising an eyebrow at Adrian. Another yeah. couple, maybe one more performance. And I might be buying in, if I'm honest. I mean, um, I, think, I mean, they're a bottom five scoring team, so I mean, yep. they, might, they might as well. I'm going to say West Ham win 1-0. I agree with you. Awesome. Next up, we have Watford versus Huddersfield. I am much less concerned about Watford than you are. Huddersfield, after uh, breaking their downward trend against Brighton, uh, restarted it <laughs> this week. Um, why, why are you worried about Richarlison in this? You, you mentioned it, but I really don't see the concern here. Well, I mean, he's got one assist in the last five. Uh, I'm just worried that you know he's peaking at his value right now at six point six. That's that's what I'm I'm saying. That he's he the returns may be there. But now he's got a little bit of a, an injury, so he's got a question mark for this weekend. And pe- the people are going to start noticing that, oh, he's only got one assist in the last, you know, X amount of games. It's, it is an excellent fixture. I wouldn't recommend doing it. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it on the back burner for now that maybe it's time to see if, you know, there's other options out there besides Richarlson that in that price range, mm. you know, Shakiri, um, you know, if you want to punt down completely or go up a little bit, that may be worth more than what the returns of Richarlison are giving it. Gotcha. Um, I, I don't think there's really much to talk about here. Zonka obviously had a really good match uh, at the weekend. Uh, almost Phenomenal. scored midweek. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for me, I, I think this is Watford all day. Uh, I'll go 2-1 because I can't keep a clean sheet. But I think Richarlison, this could be like a goal and an assist kind of game. Oh, I like that call. Uh, but, yeah, I think Watford take this game. Huddersfield, you know, they, they had a bright spot. But every bright spot comes against a bad team usually, and it was against Brighton. So, I mean, yeah, Watford take this pretty easy. Yeah. Um, next up is obviously the kind of uh, – it's not a diamond in the rough. Diamond in the obvious place. <laughs> we, could, we could skip this fixture. There's yeah, no yeah nobody wants to talk about yeah. it. Uh, obviously, Manchester City versus Tottenham. These have been high-scoring affairs for both sides. Um, weirdly, Tottenham, the only team that Pep Guardiola has not beaten since coming to the Premier League really? that they've played, because I think they still haven't played one of the promoted teams, maybe Newcastle. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, these have gone well. Historically, Youngman's son has been very good, as has Christian Eriksen. Obviously, son in incredible form right now. Um, Christian Eriksen, much less. I think both sides concede. I think both sides score. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't see any reason why you'd be worried about Kane, although worth noting that Odomendi's fantasy relevance has followed his real-life relevance. Like, he he is in real life a much better defender than he was last season. Absolutely. Um, but I'm not really worried about Kane in particular. Um, if, if Sun strikes your fancy, I, I think he's going to keep doing it. I mean, we've mentioned him now two weeks in a row as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, still hard to own because... The rotation issues are there, but now that Dell has been dropped, now that Tottenham have to play a back four, that brings his spot back on the left wing. We've talked about in the past when Tottenham play three at the back with wing backs, Sun's place goes away because then it's Kane, mm-hmm. Erickson, Ali. But mm-hmm. when when you take that spot uh, and you give it back to the midfield, Sun starts fairly consistently. He's in incredible form. If he starts, love him. Unfortunately, in this format, you'll, your lo- <laughs> roster will have already been locked for many, many hours before you find out. Yeah. But on the other side, uh, this is going to be Trippier and Davis on the rotation. So mm-hmm. Sané, who was rested, you got to love. I think Sterling sits for for Bernardo. I, I think they'd be willing to roll up Bernardo twice in a row. I just can't believe they're going to keep rolling Sterling every time. But whoever they start on the wings, I think Sané as a lock is going to have a field day because this is not the athletic pair of Tottenham wingbacks. And obviously, the, especially on the right side with Walker's pace, and then the mm-hmm. left side with probably Sané's pace, they're just going to create so much. Now, are they going to be able to get the pullbacks that they usually do? Probably not because of the strength of Tottenham's midfield. 
But I, I think Manchester City are going to own the wings. I think Tottenham are going to own things centrally, just physically. We tend to do very well against them um, with Dyer or Dembele. Um, they, they just don't really have anybody physically that can match that since the decline of, of Yaya Toure. Uh, I think there are lots of goals in this. I'm going to say 2-2 again, which I think has been the score two out of the last three. Yeah, yeah, 2-2 is a good shout. I I don't. I hate when big teams play big teams, you know. But not this one. And I, I don't because there's always game, there's been goals in this affair. So like it doesn't take the you know the, the saturation out of the fantasy value. Um, Sonny is definitely going to play this week. Uh, Jesus is probably going to get the start. I wouldn't be surprised to see Aguero get Aguero and Jesus play together. Interesting. Here. Oh, and that might be how they rest Sterling. That could be. Yeah. Um, and then Sterling come on be that that change of pace guy which he has ex- excelled at mm-hmm. previously in the year. Um, Spurs, if, if Sun starts, he's a phenomenal shout. I just don't, I hate when they, when a player like Sun starts to get on a hot streak and then Spurs starts rotating and changing their, their shape around and yep. takes him out of, takes him out of it. Um, you know, we saw Aurier get a goal today and, uh, asterisk. So, yeah, asterisk. <laughs> um, so it was, it was Aurier and, and Rose today. And like you said, it'll be Trippier. If everybody likes to play the Spurs roulette of defense, <laughs> you could look into that. Um, but there's going to be goals in this game. Listen, if you own anybody from this game, this, you know, Man City or Spurs, you're playing them just because yeah. the salary commitment to each player is just too, too grand. Yeah. yeah. So you're basically playing the percentages that your guy is going to do something against some other guy's good team. You know, that's all that's going to happen. 2-2 is a good shout, but there's going to be goals. It's going to be fun. 12:30 affairs east coast is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Um <clears throat> also, he just got his uh first assist of the season. Sorry, as I mess with everything on my mic, so I'm going to reset that. Uh yeah, also uh of note, just got his first assist of the season, but he's been playing much more consistently of late because of uh Dembele's injury proneness because Dyer had to move into defense after Toby was suspended and uh, or sorry, Toby's hurt and Davinson is suspended. Harry Winks, worth a look in draft formats, where he can pick up those passing stats, had the assist today on the Aurier quote-unquote goal. Um, next up, uh, we're going to be talking, obviously, about this West Brom versus Manchester United match. West Brom, finally keep a clean sheet, but it's post-Pulis. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, they do it against Liverpool, just ruining every Wednesday. Uh, Man United scoring fewer goals, obviously, without Pogba, as we've talked about this entire freaking season. Could mm-hmm. West Brom be another thorn in another fantasy side this week? No. Okay. And it's funny. It's funny that you say it in their their home pitches, the Hawthorns. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> that was good. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I I don't know what West Brom did today to the blank Liverpool. They had some voodoo over it. Liverpool didn't look too fluid today. They weren't moving the ball as well as they should. They couldn't they couldn't make a pass in the final. third. And they played their big four. Yeah, and they but they, like I said, they couldn't connect in the final third for yeah. anything significant. They were they were there. They just couldn't do anything. And West Brom was stout enough to hold them out. I don't think it happens twice in a row. Um, United is not going to score or blow them out of the water here. It's not going to be like three or four, nothing. I think that United probably get their, their, their cheap one goal and then probably an add on, you know, later in the game. So it'll probably be like two, nothing. But, mm. you know, li- listen, everybody knows the United assets. They, Lukaku, you trust them or you don't. You're one of, it, it's, there's no in between there. Either you're a Lukaku believer or you're a, a daydream believer. It's one of the, it's one of the, either one of the others. But, um, yeah, I, the United is who they are. Um, the defense get Phil Jones because with with him they're better, and the clean sheet comes. He's a magnet. Guess how many matches this year Manchester United has scored more two or more goals without Pogba? Once, twice. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not many. Palace and Stoke. Oh wait, no, he played in Stoke Palace. <laughs> there you go. That's not um, saying. That's not saying very much. It's not great. Oh, Everton maybe. It may have been mm-hmm. Everton as well, but but here are the ones without him, right? Yeah, four nil against Everton. One, okay. This is how many goals that they scored without him: four, one, four, zero, one, one, zero, four. Oh no, that's Pogba again. Then sounds obviously like your co- one goal. Like you're doing code. <laughs> I am. Then one goal against City. One goal against Bournemouth. I mean, we we already brought up that stat loads of times that they're barely scoring over one on average. Without him, and they're scoring two plus with him, but that just mm-hmm. continues to be true. I'm 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 going on this crazy West Brom train, man. I'm going nil nil on this. Wow, 
Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I, I don't think West Brom could do it twice in a row, but I, like I said, I'm not blown away by what United is offering in the fantasy asset department. Yep. Uh, you'd assume Rashford would start having me arrested yeah. midweek. Yeah. Um, next up, Liverpool versus Bournemouth. This is where I think things are going to get real sloppy. I, mm-hmm. uh, either way, I don't know. Everyone's going to be mad though, because <laughs> either Liverpool are going to show up and people are going to be like, where was that midweek? Or since they played all four in this match, the one you don't want to sit is going to sit, regardless of who it yeah. is. I'm not even going yeah. to venture well, a guess. Just whoever you hope starts won't start, uh, but they'll still show up and win big. I think Liverpool will, but I think there's going to be real annoying rotations in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Moreno's obviously out long term. Robertson might be a sneaky pick, although Milner's obviously still there messing with his crap. The Gomez, <laughs> sorry, Jomez, TAA rotation is just going to kill everybody. It's just awful. All of this yeah. is the worst. Uh, but I assume Liverpool's going to win somehow, but it's not going to be in the way you want. Yeah, Liverpool, that's the one thing you have to worry about is who is not going to play and how is it affecting you? Um, the the TAA, Joe Gomez, Gamez, Gomez, whoever you want to say it, it'll be Gomez this week, this this set this weekend. It looks like Robertson has the other side pretty much locked down after, you know, I think this is what, fourth fourth consecutive start? Oh, is it? That's awesome. Third, He's a third really good player. Third or fourth consecutive start there. So, I mean, it it seems like maybe it's because they just don't have any better options. They don't. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> because the other option is Miller. Yeah, three consecutive. Three, three consecutive 90s, yeah. one clean in there. Um, they've only Very good one, crosser of the ball. Always liked him at Hall. They've only let up one goal in each of the other two games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, from three consecutive 90s and under Jurgen Klopp is good enough for me to believe <laughs> that he could be a, 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 a nailed-on you know starter in the back there. At 4.6, it's something to look at if, um. Yeah, it, somebody's going to be disappointed this week, and it's, it's actually two consecutive weeks with Liverpool. You know, whether it be a Coutinho owner, a Salah owner, a, a Mane owner, or a Bobby Digital owner, yep. something something bad's going to happen, and uh, it's going to happen. So just be be prepared. <laughs> just, uh, Liverpool, they're going to score though. Liverpool's going to score. Bournemouth is just just blah. United just don't have enough firepower from what we just saw to to you know they they had their chances on goal. I think they hit the post three times or twice. Mm. Um, and you know Bournemouth is just not going to be a good defensive team against Liverpool. They don't match up well at all. Yep. Um, their speed is just going to take them off the pitch. Uh, Liverpool scores at least three, but it depends on who's on the pitch. To, to score the three is the, the biggest question. <laughs> yep, I, I agree with you. I think it's 3-1. Um, <clears throat> it wraps up with Rob's favorite concept, the Sigurdsson revenge game <laughs> against, <laughs> against Swansea. Uh, obviously, uh, people jumped on the DCL train, got one point because of a yellow card, but he did get the start again over Neos, which I think a lot of people were waiting to make sure. Um, that this is indeed Calvert-Lewin's job. That's now five consecutive starts for him. Um, so that looks locked on. But it's Rooney that's doing the business um, at the moment, at least in front of goal. Swansea, unfortunately, just they're the road bump of this league right now. Just mm-hmm. everybody's cruising over them. Maybe they ding somebody's undercarriage a little bit, but they're not stopping anything. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, it's pretty funny. When you look at the bottom bottom of the the, the, the table... You have West Ham, West Brom, Crystal Palace, Swansea, and um, who's the other one? I'm missing somebody. Uh, who did I say? Swansea and Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. Look, just look at what look at what just happened the the previous week. Uh, Crystal Palace came back, shocked Watford. You have Newcastle, who was played okay against Everton. They played, they held their own. Then you have you know West Ham. They blanked Arsenal. You have West Brom, who blanked Liverpool. And then you have Swansea, who got defeated by Man City 4-0. Yeah. If anybody, if you're going to pick on anybody this week to, to, you know, exploit from a fantasy perspective, it's basically jumping on Everton. They are a hot team anyway, so people are buying into that they're actually, you know, actually a fantasy outlet right now. But why not pick on them against Swansea, who is just the, the, they're awful. They're just god awful to watch. Yeah. And to, from fantasy, they're even worse. Um, if, if you're a Rooney believer at 7.4, he's one of the highest informed players in the, in the whole game right now, averaging six points over the last four games. Wow. That's a pretty good return. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you're still waiting, you're still looking around, waiting for, you know, other things to happen. John Joe Kenny is a, is a phenomenal defender at 4.4. You know, he's returned four points a game in his last four, so that's pretty decent return for a, a cheap defender. Everton has has an okay schedule coming up, so this could be just a long term thing. Where they, and they also rotate very well with yeah. other teams. 
like a Southampton if you're start if you believe that they, their their <laughs> defense will come around or you know, somebody like that. The Swansea, Chelsea, West Brom, Bournemouth in their next four, it's a pretty decent investment that you could probably invest in somebody in Everton defensively and offensively that they're gonna they're gonna score goals. Uh, Everton, I think they're gonna take this at home. So yeah. I think they'll get two goals at least against Swansea. Agreed. Also, as uh, we mentioned when he who should not be named was on the show, um, mentioned uh, just remember that Yannick Bellassi and Seamus Coleman exist. Yeah. Like they, they might be coming back. Also, one final note on Swansea is that uh, Wilfrey Boney actually is looking pretty good. The service isn't there, but credit to him because I think we all kind of assumed he was just done. Um, but the last two games, he has looked a lot better. Uh, that's it for us wrapping everything. This has already run longer than we intended, but we hope you liked all of it. Um, for some foolishness, uh, Rob, what do you make of uh, Otani's UCL issues? Um, I think it's – I'm glad he made it known before he signed a contract. But um, listen, this is not a new thing. Uh, you know, Tanaka for the Yankees has basically been work, been dealing with a grade one UCL spray. Yeah, they've been de- he's been dealing with a grade one. You know, UCL sprains are basically they're done in one, two, and three, just like any other injury and tear or hamstring pull. Mm-hmm. And a grade one is just basically like a inflammation and a slight tear of the UCL. So it's he's either going to pitch through it or and then just completely tear it and then need Tommy John, or he's going to you know he had PRP injection, so he's going to work his way through it and see what happens. He's I think he's more of a hitter than a pitcher in, in major league in the major leagues, but that's just me. Mm. And then they just uh, – who did they just acquire? Just uh, Ian Kinsler? Yeah. So so what, what do you think? Who who thinks winning the West? Mm, the Mariners. Cool. I like it. Um, all right. <laughs> now that we've gotten our requisite nonsense in, uh, that will do it for us this midweek. Uh, we should still be back uh, next Tuesday recapping all of this nonsense. And if you want to catch us on DFS, we're obviously going to be on VIPbet.com tomorrow. So be sure to check that out. Rob, where else can the people find you, Junk? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FPL underscore MNOP, or I always write and amuse and bemuse and style and make fun of John Wallen on Razball.com. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter at Kevroth. Uh, it's always a good idea to listen to our Premier League show as well because we have our representatives from each club telling you uh, their kind of inside scoops from there, uh, which obviously the more information you have, the better you can play fantasy, so check that out. Um, also, did I say Goal.com? I don't know. I write for Goal.com as well. There's other stuff. It's late. Rob, uh, I'm glad we got this quick show in. Uh, best of luck to your teams at home, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.